Hello and welcome back to Idol Talk. In this episode, we discuss the songs we just can't get enough of, whether they're new releases or just new to us, from some of our faves in the K-pop industry. This episode will cover AO by NCT 127, Sugar Rush Ride by TXT, Halazia by ATs, and Stamp on It by Got the Beat. Stay tuned because we got you covered with the K-pops. Hi everyone, welcome back to Idol Talk, where we explore South Korean pop culture one obsession at a time. My name is Nathan, and I'm your host. Hey everyone, I'm Ashley, and I have two intros today. One of them is a big welcome back to Nathan. Thank you so much for returning as Yay! our host. I've only your been gone is- for two episodes. I know, but I just want to say I respect you and you work hard. (laughs) You know, it's funny because I texted Ashley a couple, maybe like 10 days ago and I said, Ashley, I think you're doing a great job. She's like, "Mm, no. And I was like, "Mm, I think it's fine. But anyways, I'm happy to be back. It's hard, Yes, happy to have you. And also, I want to congratulate 127 on completing their, uh, is it North American... Latin America tour. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for their future activities. Yes, indeed. Chris. Hey, everyone. I'm Chris, and I am looking forward to be seeing DPR at Coachella mm. because on Friday, I drunkenly added myself to the Coachella waitlist only to a minute later get an email saying, you got tickets. So wow. wait, so if you automatically yeah. go into the waiting room, like if it happens, it happens. So here's the next sad part of my story. I definitely overpaid because I guess Coachella used a third party vendor. And again, disclaimer, I was drunk. I was under the influence while doing this that I did not read the full details. I guess this third party, it's kind of like a ticket master exchange type of thing. And so, but it, they call it the wait list. That's why I didn't think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sends you to this like third party system where I guess people who don't want their tickets anymore would put up their tickets for sale, oh, no. but you can't see them. And so on my end, all I saw was there's a ticket that, or that it was like $700 for this ticket. And like, again, I was drunk. I did not do my research. I do not condone this. That I just like registered for the wait list. Mm. And I was, and then yeah, everything went through and it happened so fast. So, well, you're going to enjoy it. I'm excited to go. How much? Yeah, are exactly. Price tickets? Like $550. Oh. Yeah. So that was the next thing. I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, this doesn't seem right. Like, did Coachella really go that far up in price so I yeah that's the only downside if they sold out and then you got automatically put on the wait list for the resale I, that's exactly what it was oh. that's exactly what i happened what happened so it was that is, is essentially the whole thing yeah so bright side i have tickets i'm excited to go and see dpr and watch black pink from a very far distance <laughs> because i do not want to uh put myself in danger um with the crowd for black pink um but yeah so i'm excited so if you're going to coachella let me know and 
I'll come by. Maybe I'll have Idle Talk stickers with Ooh. us. Yeah! Okay, Gabe. All right, hey everyone, it's Gabe, resident K-pop extremist, my new title. <laughs> okay. Um, and I just want to say that, you know, it's been a little bit slow recently, not very many comebacks have been happening, but Stacy is coming back in February. So ooh, I'm looking ooh. forward to that, excited to see what comes out, and uh, always love a good Stacy comeback, so... One of the, what is it? One of your quote-unquote do-or-die groups. Was uh, Stacy a do-or-die? Was it? Okay, maybe not Stacy. I don't think Stacy was. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, okay, we'll, we'll discuss in the next episode. Um, and if you don't know what we're talking about, go back to our, was it Year in Review Part 2? Or oh, mm-hmm. our predictions 2023. Okay, thank you all for tuning in to this episode. We're back with another round of K-Bops, and we're just gonna go straight in and um ashley is going to kick us off today yes kick it off today yes (laughs) uh so today is uh january 30th and my song released today um it's nct 127's ao off their repackage of um two baddies So this song is the title track off their repackage, like I said. Um, The album has three new songs. The original Two Baddies album had 12 songs and this new album has 15. So the new songs are Ayo, DJ, and Skyscraper. Uh, DJ was released like a couple days, maybe four or five days ago as like a track video, but it was obviously like a full music video because that's what track videos are nowadays, full music videos. Um, and then AO came out today. And AO, uh, from what I've, from the few reviews that I've read online, um, AO is a new type of genre that people think that NCT has created. Hmm. And it's Neo Chill Hop. So oh, Neo being like experimental, chill as in like laid back, like vibey, and then hip hop. So they have like the, the vibey with the vocals and then they have the hip hop with the rap hmm. and all with like the experimental like electronic sounds that they do, you know. The song is very typical like the meaning behind the song is very typical nct like as you remember from two baddies two baddies was literally a song about like i'm so fucking cool and rich um i drive a porsche and i hang out with my friends like get in get in the car and you loved that. <laughs> I I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of the two baddies in there. We still them. don't know who the two baddies are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this song is very similar. 
Um, I'll just read you guys the chorus uh, translated in English. Uh, it's just so like confident, so like very like out there NCT. Um, so the, the English translation says, just say it loud, Ayo. Do it like us, this is Valhalla. Haters, come on, lay low. I be enjoying, so who gon' beat me? Ayo, in the end, I make my way, leaving nothing behind, not even ashes. Ballin' big time, and I say, Ayo. All right, an like, anthem. Firstly, what, what do those... It's just like, Gabe, remember you used to make those memes? Like like English oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. K-pop lyrics, and it was like, I don't know, the Blackpink one with the bird. It's a bird, it's a plane. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 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 I feel like this yeah, would be a good candidate is, for that. This really would be, because the lyrics obviously make no sense, but you can kind of tell from like the lyrics as a whole that they're basically saying like, I'm a god, I'm so cool, haters come at me, like, I'm, in the end, I make my way, leaving nothing behind, not even ashes, like, I want to burn the haters, like, get out of my way, I'm the shit, I'm on fire, you know, like, it's just so dumb and awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the music video was really fun, um... It was, there were a lot of different concepts happening. Like it was very black and white. There was a suit concept. There was also like, um, I don't even know what was going on with with Taeyong Taeyong and his outfit. He was wearing like a black leather jacket with like spikes built in. And then his hair was like, like fucking Goku, you know, like spiky. Like That's exactly it. Goku yeah. spikes all over the place. When I, when I saw the music video, I really thought like, why is Tan the only one that looks like so crazy and everyone else just is normal? You know, like, I mean, they're wearing like, obviously chains, they're all swagged out, whatever, but like Taeyong is literally Goku hair. Like spiky. Yes. It's just spiky orange or spiky yellow. orange. I don't know. I mean, it's very. This song is overall very typical NCT One Two Seven, and I want to say that it's not like the best release that they could have had. It's definitely like mid, but since I'm a stan, I love it. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. I was going to say, I caught one of my students watching the music video during class today. And did you stop them? You're like, she, no, like, it's okay. You can keep watching. Yeah, yeah, I know. They, I like snuck behind them and I'm like watching it as they're, because they, they were doing work on their computer and so they put their phone like on their computer screen. And so I was walking around, I snuck up behind him and I was watching it. And then she was like, she looked at me and she was reacting. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm blushing so hard right now. This, this is the best music video ever. And like, mind, mind you, she's 14 years old. So yeah, so of course she was blushing. But to me, I found it very traditional NCT formula yeah. song. Like, kick it. Um, 
yeah, two baddies. Like, it was very formulaic to me. So I was just, it met my expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was yeah. a very um, one to seven release. So, mm-hmm. Ashley, I didn't know that the Netizens now have said that they created a new genre called Neo Chill Hop, which I've written down yeah. and I will have in my vocabulary. <laughs> But um, at least for me personally, I think I think the listeners know this. Like, I really love NCT. But I think what makes 127 different from other units such as Dream is that Dream maybe is doing a more neo-chill pop. And yes. 127 ah. does a neo-chill hop. So whatever you like more, if you like both, you probably like both. But if you like Neo Chill Hop better, you know, you probably have a tendency to jive with the 127 stuff, which I think also is why 127 is marketed towards like an American Western audience compared Mm -hmm. to the Neo Chill Pop that, you know, Dream Mm -hmm. usually does. But yeah, I thought that it was a pretty standard release too. It's not my favorite also. Um, I think it's a little bit punchy. In terms mm-hmm. of, like, it's a repackage, so, you know, people yeah. tend less to be, like, excited about it, I would say. It's harder to get the fans excited because you've already come back with an album. You're not selling as many units because most of the songs are repeats, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, you know, it kind of gets them back into the groove again, starting the new year with some new content, and... um yeah, overall, like, you know, another another comeback under their belt kind of thing. And I'm glad to see Hachan back, who um, was just not released from the dungeon, but, uh, you know, a a good a good stop for him temporarily yeah. to rest and to recuperate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyone else, have, anyone else have any thoughts? Gabe, what, what are your thoughts on this release? Um, I'm just gonna echo what everyone else has said. Definitely typical NCT release for 127. Um, it's not really, I don't think it's gonna be super memorable for me yeah. at least. Like, it, yeah, it's gonna be similar to how Punch was right when I after they so. released Kick mm-hmm. It. Like, everybody remembers Kick It, but nobody really remembers mm-hmm. Punch, right? So, yeah. I think, I think, I so. think that's True. how it's gonna play out. Um, See, it, and then it, it just brings up the question, like, should they be doing more Two Baddies stuff? Because we're st- we're all going to remember Two Baddies and kick it. Mm-hmm. If you liked it or not. So mm-hmm. again, it just brings yeah. up the age-old question. When they do something a little bit more standard, what happens? Yeah. So what's the incentive to produce normal music? Maybe this was right. like a cash grab. It's anything. How so? Isn't that what the repackage always is, though? Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it gets them back into sales. Boost their, boost their, their album, album sales counts. higher. Yeah. Yeah, wow. album counts higher. I mean, that's how we generally do see repackages, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Ashley, did you listen to the other songs by any chance? I did. Yeah. So the other songs are DJ and Skyscraper. DJ is more like a 70s, like, funky type of song. And then Skyscraper is, like, rap heavy. Hmm. 
I watched so. the DJ track video and I liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that one was fun. It kind of gave like elevator vibes for me, which is one of my all-time yeah. favorite 127 songs. Um, but like, was it elevator? It still wasn't. Like there was still yeah. something not as like I I just love elevator so much. Um, mm-hmm. But DJ was really good too. I thought. Yeah. And I like how they're bringing back the track videos because that's what kind yes. of they started doing that during the pandemic, which was really nice to get to showcase other songs. So I'm glad they're doing that. Yes, definitely. Okay. Any other comments on 127? Belated happy 127 day, everyone. Yay. Okay. All right. Chris is going to uh, do her wreck next. Yes. So um, this wreck came at me the algorithm fed it to me my tiktok algorithm and so my rec for this episode is going to be sugar rush ride by txt the devil said So this was released three days ago on January 27th. Um, this song is out of their next, oh, I forgot if it was a mini album or their next installment of albums, the name chapter. Um, this one is themed Temptation and it is described at, as a multi-genre filled song that evolves around the topic of swirling into devilish temptations, but wanting it anyway. Oh. And so, yeah, so there's actually um, a lyric in this song. Uh, I'll get into it in a little bit. But the main thing that drew me to this song was Yunjin. Like this TikTok was just Yunjin singing his song and licking his beautiful lips. Stop. Oh my gosh. And half naked. <laughs> well, not really half naked, but okay, his shirt was off. And, like, doing this body world and just, like, whistling and saying, gimme, gimme more. And it's Mm -hmm. just, like, when you think about their debut song and, like, now, holy, like, you, it's not the same TXT. This TXT is grown. So when did TXT, did they come in in uh, 2019? Because they are still doing a tour when they started the first debut. Same time was it 2019? Yeah, because they did yeah, a whole showcase debut? across the world, you know. So there's no way that was 2020. Yeah, I that was so. Early. What four? Was okay, four years into their debut okay. now. I was yeah. like, yeah. so in my notes, I was like, is this a? It's not a shirtless concept, but is it a? No, chest con- um, concept. Well, yeah. Well, the okay. it's like. It's like a tasteful concept because their album is called Temptation. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So, yeah. but wait a minute, hold on. In their choreography, you see them doing this, which, like, you know, when they're gimme, gimme yeah. more, like putting their fingers together. 
according to my Gen Z vocabulary book, texting vocabulary book, um, that has sexual references to it. Like, no way. let's hook up type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I thought yes. that was more like a... Okay, so for the podcast listeners, you're literally making like... Two L's. L's with your hand. Two L's. I mean, L's. they do it in the music video. Yeah. Yeah. And they're pointing at their index fingers to each other. I thought that was more like an Aegyo thing. Uh, you know, it like... depends on the expression on your face. Yeah. And... Uh, Exhibit A, Yunjin's expression. He was licking his lips, okay? That man knows he's hot. I so I don't like this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and so I wrote I wrote in my notes the Gen Z emoji use with the emojis. And then I wrote seductive Yunjun, Yunjun, and even Subin. There's a TikTok and I sent it to you in the group chat. There's a TikTok with Yunjin and Subin, and they're both like shirtless, saying "Gimme, gimme more" with that hand move. So, again, I have another TikTok that sh- to show you guys that shows just the the growth, if you will, from Cat Dog. What was their um Crown. theme song? Crown, Crown, yeah, from Crown, Cat Dog, and just like every single lead single that they've had. To this one, it's just, they're not, they're men now. Full-on namjas. Okay. Mm. What I wrote, what I wrote in my notes is, I don't think I'm ready for these children to be sexual, question mark, exclamation point. Oh, Yunjun (laughs) has been ready for a while to be sexual. Um, I forgot which release it was, but he released a Studio Choom, like, dance choreography by himself. That is very sexualized, Yunjun. Yeah. Okay, back to the song. The song has allusions to Chun Chun Hung. I practiced it for so long, and then I always mess it up. Chun Hyung Ga, which is a folk tale. It's a story about a daughter of a female entertainer and a son of a nobleman. Despite differences in their social class, the two fell in love and married. But the story is also about human freedom and denying the social status system. This story, I guess, is very similar to Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that it's a it's like a love story, a, kind of, because mm-hmm. in the music video, I didn't get that vibe. Did you? It was very like, you know what that vibe I think about now? Very Adam and Eve. Hmm. Right? With the trees and, like, nature. And then, of course, what's the story of Adam and Eve falling into temptation? Mm. Their whole album is about, is named, the name chapter, Temptation. So it just follows along with this theme of temptation. That makes total sense now. Because I thought the theme was Deserted Island, like, the Lost Boys Peter Pan type of thing. I didn't know (laughs) what was going on. (laughs) I think I got very Adam and Eve vibes from it. (laughs) So, yes, we have a very grown up TXT. That is my wreck. (laughs) It reminded me of 
kind of like the Yua song, Bon mm. Voyage, the one where she's、mm. like a nymph in the forest. Yeah. It like gave me a similar like vibe to that, except darker and like more,、uh, like yeah, more seductive. But also, I feel like there was a, like, there was a little bit of. It seemed like they were like doing drugs in the forest, and like that was also part of the temptation thing too.、Mm. Oh, it could be. I mean, yeah, it was just. I can't stop thinking of them doing this. Like yeah, that is very that's a bold video to see them do that for me. That hand boot because I did not catch that at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, I caught it. It was like, it, it was like, so obvious. It was very. <laughs> it's like this, right? Provocative. Okay, maybe I wasn't、yeah. paying attention. <laughs> okay, um, I. Yeah, I was. I don't know how, how I feel about this song. I, at the beginning, I was like, "Dang, this is like shaping up to be a bop," and like I thought the only thing that I was gonna say on the pod was, "Oh, I thought that this was gonna like this is such a bop," but I feel like it's seasonally misplaced. Like I feel like it's it.、Mm-hmm. It felt like it was shaping up to be a、yeah. summer bop. Like because TXT、yeah. does that, but then I'm like,、yeah. wait. After the first chorus, I was like,、mm, I don't think so anymore. I don't know what this is. <laughs> Honestly, the my TikTok picked up on the、um, whistling and the the chorus of it all. That when I listened to it the whole song through on Spotify, I was kind of thrown off. And the only the main part that I am very very much in love with is the chorus. Yeah, that's my favorite part of the、uh. whole song. See, I like everything except the chorus. <laughs> That's yeah,、Ooh. I like the fast parts of the song, and I like the the last chorus where they bring the beat in, and it's like a faster version of the chorus.、Mm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I remember now. So,、uh, I guess this is a question for everyone. What is、uh, TXT's?、Um... What are our general thoughts about TXT as a group? I'm just like, does anyone? What are they? Where? What's their trajectory looking like here? I'm. <laughs> I, I know I wrecked this, but I'm a, a Yeonjun and Subin solo stan. I <laughs> I stand those two. I mean, that's a lot I, of I mean, them already. The other two out of five.、Oh、my, I don't even know what is it. Bumkyu and Taehyun and Hyun and Kai. Yeah, I can't. I can't do Hyunin Kai. I'm sorry for all you Hyunin Kai lovers. I just, I still can't. Let Chris know. I tried. Persuade her. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please persuade me, because I just see a lost little boy every time I see I him. I know,、mm. sweet love. <laughs> anyway, but I don't know. I also, I guess, in regards to this, Nathan, it's kind of. To me, it feels like Hype is trying to have them have the same formula as BTS, because if you think about it, BTS also have like had installments into their albums,、mm-hmm. right? Love Yourself、um, had like what parts, answer yeah, or something? Yeah, they're doing the same thing with this name chapter stuff.、Um, so I feel like they're trying to follow the same formula that BTS had.、Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who knows if it's going to pay off? I actually think they're doing pretty good in Korea. Yeah, I think they're doing great.、Um, I saw that they sold like two plus million copies of this album. 
Wow. That's, you know, a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Anyways. Any other thoughts on TXT? Okay. Gabe, you're up to bat. All right. So my rec this time around is a little bit of an older song. It came out, well, when I say older, it came out a month ago, so not that old. Um, And it's ATZ's latest title track, Halazia. So, as I said before, Halazia was released on December 30th, 2022. It's part of um, a single release album titled Spinoff from The Witness. I have no idea what that means. Um, <laughs> it sold 442,000 copies in the first week of release, which is pretty good for a single album. Wow. They got a win on Music Bank, um, almost 30 million. That's not including YouTube pre-sales, views. right? What? Gabe? Not including pre-sales, right? I think it's. I think it is including pre-sales. Really? I would yeah. think that ATs just sell so much more. Anyways, okay, I'll ask yeah. a question later. Um, yeah. So they got a win on Music Bank, thirty-three million YouTube views at the time of this recording, and they got to number one on the Bugs real-time chart. Wow. So, yeah. Well, getting to number one on Bugs is like pretty standard for a lot of groups like even Dreamcatcher when they come back they get to number one on Bugs real time um, oh. it's like very like subject like the chart like ebbs and flows with like the fandom's mass streaming so mm. yeah um let's see the music video kind of tracks with a lot of the previous AT's releases mm-hmm. that they've had kind of like a military slash superhero save the world kind of concept and sound um and in this music video in particular they're like the members are all like pulling this big metal ball that's floating in the air like down with these chains and people the netizens have been interpreting it as like ATs is trying to pull the weight of the world to make it less of a burden on others Oh god. <laughs> and it's like supposed to signify like a ray of shining hope through the darkness. I don't know. This oh, that's is just kind of nice. Yeah. It's very similar to like everything they've done. It's like a super, I think, mm-hmm. typical AT's mm-hmm. release. It gives the fans what they want. Um I don't know. It was kind of similar to the NCT song and the fact that it's a safe release for them. Um but one thing that did set it apart from the others is there's this one line in the pre-chorus where Yosang, one of the members, sings like a really low, like he has like a really like low pitched line. And that was um, at least my favorite part of the song. So what are your guys' thoughts? Um, so I think that 80s produce it. They're a very consistent artist and they mm-hmm. produce 
good music for those who like them. <laughs> um, I just like their. I think you hit the nail on the head, quite frankly. Yeah. I feel like their mu- this this song especially is very. It sounds very typical. It's very eighties. Yeah, very eighties. If I don't know anything about eighties, I know that this is what they like and do. Yes, very like screamy. Like anthemy, stompy type of. That's how I imagine all AT songs are. And but strangely, still like they sing. Yeah. But like yeah. musical sing and musical scream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that their music is good. It's just not my style. And I know that they're good artists, like they're great performers, because I watched mm-hmm. them on Kingdom, and I was very yes. entertained. However, the Kingdom like show did not persuade me to be an AT stand overall. So I just every time I hear their music and they have a comeback, it's just like, oh okay, and that's it. <laughs> I think ATs. Appeals to a certain part of the K-pop world that is like very, very into creativity and concepts, and like very into theater, like theatrics. I think Casey really likes ATs, right? Casey, yeah. So Casey Casey really likes ATs, right? So like when they go on the stage, it's a lot of fire and I don't know darkness and. (laughs) Like, I, I'm just, I respect you. It's fun. It's fun. I was going to say, I appreciate the theatrics. I think that's It's just so much work. And Mm -hmm. actually, I think it's a little exhausting for me (laughs) to to see them work so hard on the stage. Like, comeback after comeback. They just, they, they... They're hustling to stay to stay in there, I think. Are yeah. they and gaining they popularity? Are. I think they are. Um, I I mean I think they are to a certain extent. They're for me at least, it feels like they've kind of plateaued at this point where like they sell a bunch of albums. Mm-hmm. Like they're like Monster X, I think. Yeah. Like they mm. win Music Bank, but that's uh, really it. Their yes. digitals are kinda of like mid. Like, yeah. they get to number one on Bugs, but, like, pretty much everybody gets to number one on Bugs real-time. So, mm-hmm. they haven't had, like, a digital release that everybody really likes to listen to for, like, an extended period of time. Yeah. Right. I feel like each of their releases doesn't have too much longevity. Um, mm-hmm. But they do come back a lot, so there's that, too. They come back a lot, and they work so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And I think last year i was talking to i can't remember which concert i or we were at and there were like 80 stands like next to us and oh that was the eric okay Nam was concert. it the eric Nam one yeah like, they were yeah. up in arms <laughs> like uh-huh. they were like 80s gets no recognition they yep. get no nominations on awards they barely like make it on music shows and like they're so underrated, and they were angry, I will say. Yep. So. I, I follow her on Instagram. She is still very angry. Oh, my gosh. And 
all about like they ATs. just want them to have more, and I feel uh-huh. their passion. Yeah, I feel, I, passion. I feel their passion as well. But part of me also thinks like like didn't they do a forum show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like, did. Like that is huge yeah. in the United States. It doesn't get much better mm-hmm. than that, quite yeah. frankly. But like they are getting recognition. I just feel like I don't know. I feel like everyone, maybe outside of me, likes ATs, and they're just like the the male version of G Idol for me. You know, like I just can't get into them. Hmm. I mean, you can't like every group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sorry. That's true. I just, I don't know. I don't know how I feel because I liked the song. I liked your wreck, but I just, am I going to repeat yeah. it? Mm-hmm. No. I had written down in my notes no. that I read some of the YouTube comments because I'm really trying to understand, you know, the passion. Um, the most liked comment as of today, or the one that I saw today was, if they don't play this at my funeral, I refuse dying. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Wow, that is passionate, I was like, that just like is them." A lot, and you know, there's something for everyone in the K-pop world. Everyone, really jump is. in with us. Yep. You know, jump yep. in. You'll find something, and um, mm-hmm. you know, this satisfies this portion. I think of a very strong constituent mm-hmm. in our little world. Yes. Here. Yes. That that is perfectly said. Okay. Um, so back to the, wait, back to the forum show okay. though. I feel like, given their popularity, they shouldn't really be able to sell out the forum. But I think it's just the fact that the fans are so motivated. They that, really. Like, it 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 like pushes them farther than you normally mm. would expect. If that makes sense. Like right? if you're an eighteeny, you're at a ten. Whereas, like, if you are a something else, like a miracle, you're probably uh, <laughs> a miracle. Okay, if you're a miracle. You're probably a baseline seven with variation to be an eight, nine, or ten. But if you're an eighteeny, you're a ten. Yeah, ten or nothing. Ten or nothing. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. Anyways, okay. Well. Our regards to ATs and ATini. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm last up. So my song recommendation or song highlight of the episode will be "Stamp on It" by Got the Beat. So I don't think we've formally talked about this. So I'm just going to go over a little bit of just what they're all about. So anyone ever heard of Super M? Well, we know that you all have. <laughs> so they're like the female version of it. So they are a super group um, that is more intergenerational, I would say, than the boy, the boys. Um, they are composed of Boa, Gen 1, Taeyeon, 
Hyoyeon, Gen 2, Sogi and Wendy, Gen 3, and Espa, Gen 4, so they also have Winter and Karina. So it's an ace group, basically, and if you look at the video, you will not need to be persuaded much of that. Um, I think that... Okay, so I guess I'll just start by talking about Stamp On It, and then we can have a broader conversation about what's going on here. Because Ashley would like to, so feel free to ask your questions to me, Ashley. Okay, so... Okay, so... <laughs> Stamp On It is was first performed on SM's New Year's show. So that's when they first performed it. It was a live stage, so it wasn't the music video. Um, and then two weeks later, on January like 15th, they came out with a music video. So in terms of the song, I tried to write down the structure of the song. And the structure of the song is kind of like all over the place-ish. Um, which isn't that surprising, but also, you know, a little bit difficult to follow maybe the first time around. So okay. I wrote down, okay, it starts with an introduction and then it, it goes into craziness. And whether or not you think that craziness is good or bad is up to you. So it goes into some craziness. But then it goes into a vocal bridge, which is my favorite part of the song. Followed by a very traditional dance break and rap line. And then it follows with more craziness. Whether or not you like that or not is up to you. And Wait, then where's the chorus? Oh, I would say... The chorus is integrated into the craziness. Okay, so it's a crazy chorus. Crazy chorus, yeah. <laughs> it takes like doesn't hit from A to B, it kind of goes like A, you know, journeys a little bit and then gets to the chorus, what you think the chorus is, and then, yeah, sure. Um, I listened to it the first time and I watched it with the choreography and I was like, oh, like, this is very cool. Um, you know, I found the song a little bit confusing, but... I was like, oh, the performance aspect, the vocals, and the talent for me are is what makes this work. Yeah. That being said, um, I think Stamp On It as a release is a cherry on top for them. So everything that they did past Step Back, I think is a is a cherry on top. Because I think that, right. like, SM basically, like, experimented with this whole idea of putting, like, powerhouse women together. And they released a single last year, and it was widely successful. Like, mind you, this song was, like, promoted a little bit, no album, just one digital release, and, like, one on, like, Inky Gaio and stuff. So, it would play, like, people played this song, like, at, um, what are those called? Those, those random dance plays, like in public and mm -hmm. people know it right so they're right. like oh like it did really well so i compare this series this one two comeback to a very successful first movie which was um step back right and they're like yes. okay well it right. did really well like should we do a part two like should we do it and it's really hard to say no even though like right. it's probably right, not right, gonna right. be as good 
And you should have yeah. stopped at part one, probably. But they were like, we have to. Like, like you can't have, Why you have not? Shrek 1 and then you have Shrek 2. Like, even though <laughs> Shrek 1 was just, like, untoppable. Right? But they're right. not, not going to have a Shrek 2. Right. And yeah. maybe they'll do Shrek 3 and 4. Like, I don't know. But... Um, you know, I thought it was it was fine. It was an interesting release, but I remember when I first watched the step back performance. This is comeback one. Like I remember, like hy- not hyperventilating, but like feeling like on edge, like the entire time. Like they're hitting it so hard. There's just so much going on. There was still this shock factor of this being like a first generation through fourth generation collab, you know, and then. Like, I'm watching it the second time and new release, right? And the shock factor's really no longer there because they were present. Like, all these girls are present. Um, the combination of them is a little bit less jarring, right? So, you know, it's a solid, like, second hit. But for me, like, it's it's fine. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't hit as hard as the first. Right, right. I don't know. Like, and still, like, showcases... The very best of the best, I would say. Right. Even yeah. amongst all the crazy craziness. Did they? They premiered this at the SM concert, the New Year's Eve concert, yes. right? Did they have a? Oh wait, never mind. I answered my own question. Of course, they had a music video. They with did, it. but they released mm-hmm. it two weeks later, which I thought was really strange. Weird. Yeah, I think that that's really yeah. strange. But then again, why I think that this was just a cherry on top was because, like, they released, like, a whole mini-album with this. So it was, like, they did they did, they did well. They did? So this whole unit comes out with this mini-album that now gets to sell. And I don't think that in mm. SM's wildest dreams and successes that this would was destined at the beginning for Got the Beat. Like, it was, like, purely yeah, experimental. This was just an idea offshoot from Super M. Ultimately, that's just my theory. Yeah. That's my theory of it, and, and it goes to like gender disparities too, right? Because Super M right. is gonna automatically sell a mini album, but Got the Beat proved that they could do it the first time, getting some you know name recognition and attention as a unit, and then they're like, oh, okay, well, they're recognized enough, and now we could you know sell, like we could sell some albums. We could put together an even larger do you, project. Do you think that they're purposely like just trying, like from the beginning? Do you think their intention was to have a female version of Super M, like as far as like album Pro- tour? For me, probably not. Like I don't think that this was written in the works. Interesting. I don't think so either. Huh. Yeah, I that's think the gen- that's the gender I... bias, right? That yeah. men could sell and right. women have to do more to sell. Right. For me, I understood it that it would be, like, essentially this female version of Super M, and for me, the gender bias was the fact that Super M came this first. group yeah. came uh-huh. after. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, so I understood it that they would follow in the steps of Super it's M. possible. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we'll ever know, but, it, you know, it's certainly possible. Yeah. yeah. I always thought of Got the Beat as, like... Project. Like... Um... Right? Or what do you think? No, so with Super M, I always thought like 
There's a bunch of leftover guys just doing solo activities. <laughs> like, might as well just put them all together and like make a super group, you know? Because they had Becca and they had Taven, they had Kai all doing solo stuff. Like, wouldn't it be awesome if they were just together? And, uh, and other members of the group <coughs> was gone. Were gone. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and they were doing great with their solo activities, but they were like, it was just like greater as a group. With Got the Beat, it didn't feel like there were a bunch of leftovers that got put together in a group. It felt more right. like hmm. generations, like newer generations helping out the older generations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh. So, like, you know how... Karina and Winter, kind of. Yeah, you know how Espa does their covers of older songs to kind of to help out like the older Just groups. to remind folks, right, of yes. them. Yes. This is kind of what I thought about Got The Beat. And I know that Boa, Boa, um, Taeyeon, Wendy, and Solgi are and all doing great. But Hyo and oh, I see where you're going with this. Hyo is not like Taeyeon level, you know. She's not like best mm -hmm. of the best. She's just IMO. I'm gonna say this: <laughs> leftover girls' generation girl that needs some some work. Clout, <laughs> you know, she needs who's a job. willing to work? Who's willing? Who's, who's yes. really willing to work? Too. Yes. Yes, and Red Velvet, I mean, I'll start off with, uh, what's her name? Boa. Boa is an amazing artist, iconic, we get that, we know that. However, like, nowadays, right. she's yeah, not she's, as She's popular. not trying to make her career doing comebacks. Like, right. that's not what she's doing anymore. Right. So, I feel as though she's also getting a little bit of help from the younger generation she definitely as well. Is. yeah. And then lastly, Red Velvet. It's not like Red Velvet is falling off. They're very consistent and they're producing great work, but they're just they're not, they're veterans. They're not new fourth gen, yeah. Yeah, they're veterans at the top tier that are just doing stuff, you know? A, like A legacy group, soon to yeah. speak. Yeah. Their stuff not, doesn't always hit. And they could also benefit a bit. So that's that's, that's always yes. So it serves that purpose too. I think it serves that purpose. Yeah. Interesting. But that's just oh. how it is because, like pre-COVID, uh, we see a lot of interaction between groups, right? It's always mm -hmm. uh, BTS interaction with TXT. So the older members, right, get. Mm -hmm try to get the younger members right in the spotlight. EXO mm -hmm. mm -hmm. doing a mm -hmm. uh, encore stage with NCT Dream. Like, you know, like right. when they're little kids, right? But then what happens later is the same thing what happens to us when we have to take care of our parents. <laughs> Essentially is yeah. the younger groups are going to assist the older groups. I think that the that's literally yeah. how right. cycles work. 
And Ashley, I think you're right. Like, it does serve that purpose. Yeah. And I think the difference with Super M is that I don't think the younger groups needed to help out the older groups in that situation. No. Oh, Mm -hmm. definitely. Now, if a TVXQ member joined, then we have a different story. Please let this be true. <laughs> he's he's coming out with a um I think he came Chain out with Man? a single. No, you know. Oh I don't know. But anyways, oh, so anyways. interesting points, Ashley. No. Oh. Mm. Very interesting. I will say one thing that I did not appreciate at all at the concert was that right after their performance that they put on the banner. Super M will return in 2023. <laughs> it, it felt very like Got the Beat is just a replacement Super M. Aww. Or like it's just a placeholder mm-hmm. for Super M. Like it, it gave that feeling and I did not appreciate that mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Although I <clears throat> am I excited for Super M to come back? Yeah, sure. I would love to see Taemin. I would love to see Taeyong and Ten. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. You know, but <laughs> or Baekhyun, Baekhyun too, yeah. I would love to see, I'm manifesting this, I would love to see you know. But did I appreciate that it came after the Scott the Beat performance? Absolutely yeah. and, not. you know, just, let's just give objective credit where credit's due. Like, Step Back did way mm-hmm. better than, than Super and whatever dream. Yeah. Then <laughs> I, I would just say, like, that song, like, you know, really did go viral, viral at the beginning of last year. I it would, did. I would argue. I would yeah, argue. I did. Yeah, it I would did. argue. So, mm-hmm. uh, for me, the Super M versus Got the Beat thing. I think Super M. The main difference is that, like, when you put all the people in Super M together, there's like, a there's a synergistic like value added that comes out of bringing them together. Whereas with Got the Beat, it's just kind of like a sum of the parts kind of thing. If okay. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, The other thing that I have in my notes is that I don't like the concept of stamp on it for like 80% of Got the Beat. Because like you have... Oh, oh, oh. Like you mean um, like Girl Crush. Yeah, it's like you're taking like an Espa song and then making it and then making like all these other idols perform it who don't like that's not their lane you know so it's just yeah it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah, a natural yeah. kind of thing yeah. yeah for them and so that just was a little weird for me i was like i'm not used to seeing like taeyeon being like in an espa type like black mascara yeah, yeah baddie that's fair <laughs> yeah so um, it's just like there's a little bit of mismatch for me there yeah. Yeah, and I right. think that all uh, as much as so it's linked to your comment and then what Ashley said about the younger groups trying to liven up the older first generation, second generation groups is they're trying to fit into the, what people would expect out of a contemporary release, yeah. I would say maybe, I don't know. So I mean that's probably part of while it might feel a little bit awkward. Um, that's probably what they're trying to do. But like, do sense. they need to do that to like 
get no. a wildly popular release? Like, I don't think so, right? No, not necessarily. Um, maybe that's what they think that they need to, but they don't need to. Yeah, I was just going to say that too. Maybe they think that they have to do that. Yeah, and in order to appease what they think we yeah, want. Yeah, and feel free to chime in with any final comments. Like, that's why I said, like, at the end of the day, this is all like cherry on the top. Yeah. Like, all these girls could literally right. do nothing for the rest of their lives and still be yeah. foundational, foundational, like, K pop mm-hmm. folks, right? So, yeah. It's just like value. Any anything added is value. Yeah, added, I agree, I like, and I think if it right. weren't for SM and like their tight family relationship, this wouldn't ever happen. It's this not a is thing. the like yeah. SM is the only place that this could ever happen. Mm. Right now, right, right now. now. Like imagine Fromis Nine, New Jeans, and Lacerian <laughs> Super. <laughs> In what universe does that happen? Exactly. (laughs) Right? So I think that they are really also trying to, like, tap into one of their strengths, which is, oh my gosh, my dad grew up watching so-and-so. And and then your child Mm -hmm. is watching so-and-so. And now you could relate to one another. In some strange K-pop intergenerational way. (laughs) Anyways... All good stuff, as per usual, with you all. Um, okay, thank you all to our listeners for tuning in. Um, we are on Instagram at Adult Talk Pod, uh, so please visit us there. We also have our content directory, idletalkpod.uu.ai, where you'll see all different sorts of content, uh, Spotify playlists, um, K-drama reviews, concert reviews, and all the above. So uh, please go ahead and listen. Uh, give us a click there, and um, we'll be back next time with another episode. And um, we'll talk to y'all later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.